Welcome to the Chosen Girl Podcast, where we believe you are made for more and you have purpose. Hey ladies, I'm Liz and I'm Sarah. Welcome to Chosen Girl and this is our weekly video series that we're going to call Tell Me Me About About It. So, what is Chosen Girl? Chosen Girl is a new vision that God has put in my heart, and we've just kind of spread it onto our friend Liz's (laughs) heart here because God has given her such a big heart for people and for women in ministry, and we are so excited to have this website, to have these products because we are on a mission to let you know that you have a mission, and you have a purpose, and God has a plan for you, and He has chosen you for more. Like, I cannot stress that enough. So I'm sick of living in the anxiety of living in the lies of the enemy, and I'm ready to move forward in his purpose. Amen. Absolutely. So every week we're going to do a video about a topic that sometimes is voted on by you guys. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just something that God has put on our heart, but you'll get to hear our two cents worth on it and what the word says about it. And that's the most important thing. So make sure you log on to thechosengirl.com. You log on to the resources tab. You'll see all of our amazing free resources that we don't want to, that we want to provide for you to enhance your relationship with God. And you can find us under the Tell Me About It tab for sure. So, let's get started. Let's get started. We are seriously like so excited to introduce this to you guys. So today for our first topic, we thought that we would talk about chosen and what does it mean to be chosen? That's really our whole mission uh, as a a whole. Uh, so we thought that we'd just start out with the meat and taters, if y'all know what I mean. If any of y'all are from the South in here, because y'all are definitely going to hear some Tennessee twang in the Tell Me About It topics. So just being real with yeah. you guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, Liz, where, yeah. where should we get started? Let's just, Sarah, tell me a little bit about what, what it means to be chosen. Okay. Then I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. So get ready. Okay. Okay, so to me, when we were starting this journey, we had, um, when I say we, me and my husband Hunter, who's behind the camera right now, Mr. Producer Man, we had experienced so many trials and inward struggles ourselves that we knew weren't lining up with the gospel, that weren't lining up with the life that God had created for us, and definitely weren't lining up with the promises that God has promised us in His Word and has made accomplish, like has made easy for us to accomplish through the blood of Jesus. So I was facing anxiety. He was facing anxiety as well. We were both just a major battlefield was going on in our mind. And the word chosen just came up in conversation one night. And we were like, man, this is a deliberate choice we have to make mm-hmm. to wear the label chosen. So good. Being chosen by God, like all the promises that he's written to us in his book, they apply to us and they're real and they're powerful. But God's given us free will. Like yeah. we've got to choose that life for ourselves and choose to grasp hold of peace rather than anxiety yes. or confidence rather than insecurity and all of those things that go with that. That's um, so good. So that's really what it means for us because really the journey doesn't stop at salvation. Mm-hmm. And I think that Christianity has like done an excellent job of preaching the message of salvation, mm-hmm. which obviously, yeah. like, that's important. Here we are. Yes, that's <laughs> great. 
but also where do we go like what are yeah. the step-by-step -step daily things that we need to do after salvation absolutely absolutely that first step is that's um you people say it's like the hardest part but really it's everything that comes afterwards and so if true. we're not there beside people holding their hands along the way then are we really doing them a service and are we really doing what god's called us to absolutely yeah. absolutely so liz what does chosen mean to you well you know First of all, I love to work in analogies, so there's gonna be a lot of those, so just get used to it. But just think about if you're going to the store and you're picking out your favorite purse, and you finally choose one, and it's something that you love, you love everything about it, you love the size, you love the color, you chose it from amongst all these other things, you value that purse, you're gonna do anything you can to protect it from getting dirty, yes. from it getting stolen, from it getting damaged. You're going to do all these different things just to protect that purse. Now just think that if it's not a purse, but it's you, and that's yeah. how God feels about you, that he, he values you. He knows the number of hairs in your head, so you know that without a doubt that you can put all your burdens on him and that he's here for you and that he loves you through the good and the bad and the sticky and the messy. He's not afraid of our messes. Preach. And when we get a little dirty and scuffed up and worn, then he just picks us back up and scuff, dusts us off and makes everything like brand new. But to be chosen by him is just the biggest blessing. Absolutely. And I think that so much like that was the most perfect analogy, not only because I love purses, but <laughs> <laughs> but because like the value that God sees in us, like he wants to use us, he wants to mold us, like mm -hmm. he has so much more for us. And I think that when we hear like our tagline made for more, mm -hmm. we think of like this humongous purpose, which I do believe God has for us, but mm -hmm. he even has more for us like today, like Amen. tomorrow with your friendships, with your relationships, absolutely, with every part. Like I love that God pays such attention to detail. Mm -hmm. He is a God of order. He's a God of creativity, but yes. he's also a God of detail. And he created you with all, this isn't in my notes, but you know, it's true. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> he created you with like the little personality quirks that mm -hmm. you have, with the thought processes that you have, with the crazy ideas that you have, Absolutely. like me and my husband Hunter <laughs> and like Liz, like he created you with those little things in mm -hmm. mind for you to accomplish something. Even if it's something mm -hmm. as simple as talking to the girl in the cafeteria, as talking yes. to that coworker and uplifting them you know whatever like he's putting on your heart for today like do that and then accomplishing God's plan doesn't seem so big and scary not at all like it's just one day at a time yeah, you know like making that deliberate choice one day he, at a time he already told us don't worry don't bother trying to borrow cares and worries from tomorrow True. just worry about today and that's just take it one day at a time he never asked any more of you he's never going to give you anything that's outrageously hard to handle at least that you can't handle with him and so True. Just take it step by step every day. It's the little things that matter. If life was a giant painting, every day was a brush stroke. And would it be a pretty painting? Spend the your days being happy. Elizabeth Sanders here. <laughs> <laughs> Analogies. They'll never get old. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, girl. So we have this idea of being chosen. It's not a new idea. Like Jesus mm -hmm. <laughs> lived out this idea for us. Um, but we kind of broken it down mm -hmm. into a perfect little acronym, DIP, because we all need a little bit of DIP in our lives. Elizabeth said before, <laughs> she was like, can we say that? I was like, we gonna say that. So if you can remember DIP, you can remember what it means to live a chosen life every day. So the D that we've got in DIP is daily, daily pursuit. pursuit. 
of Christ. And yeah. we're so excited. Uh, Y'all have to tune in a couple weeks from now. We're going to have my dear friend, Elle, who uh, hosts the page Daughter of Delight on Instagram and her amazing blog that is, is. literally about your daily walk with Christ. And so her work good. is phenomenal. And she is just sweet and all the things. Like, you need to follow her. But um, anyway, we have a daily pursuit with mm -hmm. Christ. We second find our identity in Christ. And then P, we believe that he has an ultimate purpose and plan for our lives. Amen. So this is like all like a perfect concoction yeah. of dip. Yeah. That we need to dip into. That's right. We're Let's getting go. cheesy up in here. Now. Cheese dip. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> oh my goodness. So um, part of what we've been talking mm -hmm. about, you know, is basically all of these things joining in with the fact that God has made you for more and not only has he made you for more but I think that it's so important to remember that he has promised us more like Amen. our culture is so lost the art of promises because yes. there's so many empty promises that aren't fulfilled mm -hmm. and aren't kept mm -hmm. um, but what this word says has stood the test of time it has Absolutely. stood true mm -hmm. and they are promises that can hold weight yeah. they they hold the weight of humanity so um, we're gonna kind of dive into things that we personally deal with as we venture on our journey our journey to being called chosen because y'all it's not just like yay i'm chosen yeah. and then life is hunky-dory after that like y'all know when the rubber meets the road when you know somebody puts something on your instagram or there's relationship trouble or there's home trouble or whatever it gets hard mm -hmm. and so we're going to kind of share with you how god's promises have applied to our personal struggles in our journey to being and living out the chosen life. So, yeah. Liz, you want to share your wisdom, girlfriend? Sure, I sure will. Yes. So, there's a couple of different things that I find that I struggled with, especially before um, my relationship with Christ really got to the point that it is today. And it's not just something random or not something that's, excuse me, specific to me, but it's something that I'm sure we've all felt once before. And I know that I'm not the only person that struggled with these things. So one of the first things was just loneliness. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not, I had to come to a point where I realized that being alone and being lonely are two different things. Wow. Being alone is more so the absence of people, but the loneliness is really a feeling and it's deep rooted by the enemy to make you think that you are by yourself, that no one understands, no one sees you, no one knows who you are, no one cares mm. about you. And those are all lies. They're straight lies. Because Absolutely. the thing is that we will never be alone. Christ is with us from this day to the end of the world. I mean, he said he'll never leave us nor forsake you. So first of all, we're, you're not you're not alone. Therefore, you're never going to be lonely. Um, there's someone who knows the number of hairs on your head, who knows what you what you did yesterday, who knows your heart inside and out. He created you. You're never alone. You can always call on him. And it's really important that we combat those lies with the truth Man. that I'm not alone. Yes. Um, so it's really, not only is it important that in, in that moment that you remember that Christ is there with you, but to also find godly people like Sarah and Hunter behind the camera, um, people who believe in God and who have strong faiths that are there to uplift you because days will come when it gets really hard and life is tough and things don't make sense and you're hurting or sometimes think you're joyful and great things are happening in your life and you want to share those with people. Yeah. So it's really important that you have that you surround yourself constantly with God-fearing people who love the Lord and are here to serve his purpose. 
Um, another thing for me was fear. Um, you know, I wish I was one of those heroic children that loved to climb <laughs> trees and do wild things. I was not. I was a very fearful child. Um, Same girl. And I remember being probably about six years old. My mom told me, um, she was like, well, just remember, you know, 2 Timothy 1, 7, the Lord didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. And that is something that stuck with me my entire life. In the Bible, so many times it says, don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. Do not be afraid. And yet mm -hmm. every day we fear all kinds of things. Oh my goodness, yes. Let me just tell you, there was a spider on the ceiling in my apartment <laughs> and I nearly had to come apart because I was so afraid. I mean, and I'm thinking I can't, you know, it's, it's really hard to live that out. And God knows that. And I just had to be reminded that God's not afraid of our fear. We oh, think, man. For some reason, we think that he's afraid of us being afraid, but he's not. No. And he, he's already told us that he, we have no reason to ever fear. He knows what, like I said, he knows what happened yesterday. He knows what's coming tomorrow. Everything is in his plan. He's not a God yes. of chaos. He's a God of order. So if he already knows and we've put our entire faith in him, why, what do we have to fear? Anything that's coming our way, it happens. Nothing goes unbeknownst to God. Not a single thing. Girl. So we have no reason to fear. What's coming our way, he's going to be there with us through it. And, you know, God never promised that there would be no storms. He just promised that we'd make it to the other side. And that's Truth. We need to remember that. So there's no reason to be fearful. And then um, the last one for me is purpose. You know, I feel like I have lots of friends and uh, people in my lives who are really great at that one thing um, and who they have that specialty. And I've always wondered, what in the world is my specialty for the longest time? Mm -hmm. And do I, I mean, what, is, what even is my purpose here? Or am I just kind of floating in the abyss, just kind of living this, in this mediocre zone? Um, but I had to remember that, you know, every, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Absolutely. You have a perfect plan. You know, God, he knows exactly what's coming for you. He has a wonderful plan. But the big thing is that you have to hand that over to God. Absolutely. You know, um, I just said a few minutes ago that God's not going to bless anything that's not his. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to your purpose, that is your purpose ordained by him. And that when you operate in that space, blessings on blessings on blessings are coming your way. So you never have to be afraid when you are living in God's will, when you are turning to him at every moment, at every second, looking to him for direction, that you never have to question or worry, well, is this going to be blessed? Am I doing the right thing? Did God call me to this? When you know, when you have a peace, we always say follow the peace because God is a God of peace. Yes, If you is. feel peaceful about it, then good things are coming for it. Blessings are coming of it and not just for you, but all those around you. And so you have a purpose. Follow that peace and that's where the purpose is too. Girl, that is so good. And you know something so interesting that just hit me as you were talking and about what promises I struggle with um, is that all of these things start in our mind. Yes like lonely thoughts, fearful thoughts, mm -hmm. um, for me, anxious thoughts. Like our mind is such a battlefield. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why daily pursuit is such an important part of this piece of the puzzle yes. that we call living a chosen life, having relationship with God every single day. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Like there are so many habits and patterns and, and status quos then the world would say, yep, it's all right, girl. Go yeah. ahead and do this. You do you. Like, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Like, all the things. But then it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, books like Battlefield of the Mind and 
and just anything about your thoughts and and you know having a daily relationship with God to where you are renewing your mind like that is how like you said before while you were talking like going at our problems like playing offense and defense at the same time mm -hmm. with our walk because seriously our minds are such dangerous places and like I was thinking you with the spider and <laughs> for me it was when I was a kid I don't know if you remember like forgetting something out in the car I say when I was a kid like when I was like a teenager and like an adult I would like run in the dark back from my car <laughs> to my back door and then I would get in my house and try to act like all cool like I wasn't just running <laughs> I was afraid my parents would see me scared or whatever like what was I afraid of like in my mind like coyotes were all outside or mm -hmm. you know whatever I had made like a fixation in my imagination like I was yeah. legit scared enough to run yes you know mm -hmm. and our minds will make us do some crazy things when sure. we're afraid and when we're lonely and when we're anxious and and all of the above, but I think it's so important to add that these all do start with our minds. So that daily relationship with the cross, like if it's just reading one Devo or mm -hmm. reading the verse of the day on the Bible app, like whatever it mm -hmm. takes to just get you in that process of starting to transform, yeah. that is so worth the investment. Like that is investment in an investment, excuse me, in your life and in your quality of life yeah. and in your relationship with, with Jesus. Because we talk to our friends, we mm -hmm. text our friends, we text our husbands and boyfriends or, or whatever, not both husbands and boyfriends at the same time, because that should not be, no. but... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we put those relationships as priority, but it's so time for a group of women to rise up Amen. and set that relationship with Jesus as your priority. Absolutely. Um, so for me, my struggles, you know, going along with fear and purpose, like we all have those going along in our minds. But for mine, the main one is anxiety and worry. Oh my goodness. That goes along with issues of approval and fear mm -hmm. and failure and and all of those things. But, you know, like, the Bible is so straightforward in its instruction. And I love how straightforward it is. And, mm -hmm. and if you haven't um, dove into the Bible, like, get a version that you can read that is applicable to you mm -hmm. that meets your reading comprehension. Like, I love, we just dove into the Passion Bible a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Like, I told this, I love reading the Message Bible because it lays it out like a story for me. But, um, and I love stories. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it says, hey, instead of worrying, why don't you pray? Like, Amen. it's a very simple suggestion. Yes. Like, and how many times am I proactive in making that effort to pray instead yeah. of worry? Like, so many times Absolutely. I'll just dwell and dwell and dwell on that worry. And then it goes on to say, this verse is in Philippians 4, 6. The peace of God will guard your heart and mind. Amen. Like, hello. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm anxious or when I'm worried about something, my chest will literally become tight. Mm -hmm. And I can totally locate, like, where that worry is. I'm like, my breathing's heavy. I start sweating or mm -hmm. cold sweating mm -hmm. and it affects my whole body. And I'm letting that one emotion, that one lie from the enemy. Yeah affect everything. Mm -hmm. It affects my actions, my thoughts, to the point where it affects my physical body. Yeah. And seriously, if I would just flip the switch, instead of worry, pray. Like, yeah. how easy does that sound? Yeah. But it's like an intentional decision that you mm -hmm. have to make in that moment because what's worrying going to do about it? Like, Nothing. But what can God do about it? 
girl, won't he do it? What can he do <laughs> about it? Like, do you have five minutes? Do you have mm -hmm. five days? I can totally tell you what he would do That's about right. it. Um, and then it goes on to say, I love reading things in context. Um, it goes on to even lay out what you should think on. Whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is just. Like, you need to think about these things. Yeah. Um, so, instead of worrying and praying, save yourself some time. Save yourself mm -hmm. some deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> instead of worrying and praying. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I've always struggled with is insecurity. Man, Comparing so myself. Girl, yes. you know how it is as a woman especially. Yes. Comparing myself, you know, wanting to be the best at everything that I have volunteered for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> volunteer for too much. Saying yes, which should be another segment that we do. Mm -hmm. um, but in Ephesians 2, it says, We are Christ's workmanship, created in Him to do good works. So, like, how dare I, you know, condemn myself? And, you know, the thing, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Mm -hmm. So, that condemnation is coming straight from the world, straight from the enemy, straight mm -hmm. from my own thoughts. Like, mm -hmm. I've just got to remember, you know, let's just use a really dumb example. Like, let's just say I'm not the best singer. If I'm mm -hmm. comparing myself to someone who is a great singer, you know, like, God has given me other talents to yes. do. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you're doing, it if you're doing it for God's glory, it doesn't matter our talents literally mean nothing, mm -hmm. you know, unless he is in them. So mm -hmm. just keep on reminding yourself, like, you are Christ's workmanship. And then the other one um, is approval. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because, like, that is seriously such yeah. a... It's uh, like, a struggle. It's I a struggle. So deeply. Like I said, saying yes too much. Um, and then I love how Paul writes to the Galatians, are we trying to please God or man? Amen. Hello. Like, who are we trying to please? Like, if you spread yourself thin doing things mm -hmm. that are trying to please everyone else but God, then what is the point of your mm -hmm. time? What is the point of your effort and your energy? Mm -hmm. um, and then I love in Psalms 118, David writes, like, what could man do to me? Yeah. Like, you know, I was I used to be so caught up in what people thought about me or if I had offended someone or hurt someone's feelings mm -hmm. or caused a problem. And it would just make me physically sick Yeah, because of that just approval issue and any kind of confrontation of any kind. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, we have got to remember, like, we are here for God. We're not here for ourselves. Yeah. Um, like, that is seriously the most important priority. And you have to ask yourself on a regular basis. If you ever don't know, just take a moment, take your take a step back, remove all the emotions and things, because that's another easy way for the devil to get in into your brain and let you know, like, yes. that, you, for, that you're less than or that you've messed up. And ask yourself, is this God-serving or is this self-serving? Because you will know. If it's God-serving, then you're like, you got the green light. But if it's self-serving, you might have to take a step back and reevaluate. Girl, yes. And it's so, something else I just thought of too. It's so important. Like all these issues that we have just talked about, just mm -hmm. Liz covered three, I covered three. There are so many more that we could dive into and we will mm -hmm. on the Tell Me About It topics. But, uh, <laughs> you know, all of these problems, mm -hmm. God provided a solution for. Amen. Like when Jesus gave himself on the cross mm -hmm. and he had you in mind, he didn't have like lonely Liz in mind. No. 
he had victorious Liz in mind. That's he right. didn't have worried and stressed out Sarah. Mm -hmm. He had a peaceful, loving Sarah in mind because that's what he died for. Like, he mm -hmm. did not intend for us to go through these struggles. And, and you know, Jesus did say, like you said, mm -hmm. um, in this world we'll have struggles and we'll have trouble, but take heart. Mm -hmm. I have overcome the world. Yes. So I'm almost, I'm almost like, hey, y'all, let's take heart, like that's right, right now. That's like right. when you're in that valley, like take heart. You have to choose to do it. It has to be an act of choice. Absolutely. And it's not just for the hard times. It's for every moment. Absolutely. And Liz said something when we were studying that it was just so profound to me. Like all of these promises, we could not earn them if we tried. Mm -hmm. Like they were bought with a price for us through mm -hmm. Jesus on the cross. Absolutely. Like what a love. Yeah. It's just like someone buys you a car and you refuse to drive it. Don't be doing that. Don't do that. If you've Truth. been given the keys, drive it. You have been given a, a car of peace. You have everything you ever need. So, like, just Girl. live your life. Like, yes. you've, got, you've been given the green light. But so many times we're like, oh, God's too busy. You know, God's got better things. I'm like, no. Like, he created you mm -hmm. not just for fun. Like, for a purpose. Yes. Yes. Like, take hold of the keys, y'all. That was such a perfect mm -hmm. queen of analogies right here. Like, <laughs> known her for years. Had no idea. Um... And I think that it all comes back to um, to the word mediocrity. Yeah, absolutely. That is such a big word. Like, God did not want us to live a mediocre life. Like, God called us to be more than conquerors through Him. And the Bible even says, Jesus Himself says, we will do greater things than He did. Yeah, He does. I'm like, that sounds absurd. Like, greater things than Jesus. But what the devil would have us mm -hmm. do is stay in our worry. Yeah. Stay in our loneliness. Yeah. Get tripped up in that mind game, you know? Yeah. Jesus didn't die so we could live a mediocre life. True. Like, <clears throat> there's so many things that we can do. And once again, it comes back to remembering that we are chosen and actively choosing to not live a mediocre life. Absolutely. Don't make mediocre decisions. No one likes lukewarm coffee. We're supposed to be on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, like, what are you doing to feel that part of you? Absolutely. Nobody mm -hmm. likes lukewarm coffee. Yeah. Truth. Spit out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, a couple of examples that we wanted to touch on is uh, one the man at the pool of Bethesda. This is in John chapter 5. Mm -hmm. And if you sometimes we get to reading the Bible that we don't like read the Bible, mm -hmm. like comprehend and realize like, oh my gosh, this is what's happening here. Mm -hmm. So there was this man, he was paralyzed and um, that's a horrible condition to be in, I can't imagine. But he had been laying by this pool called the Pool of Bethesda mm -hmm. and legend had it that an angel would come, stir the waters and whoever would go down to the water um, and take a dip, they'd be uh, healed. So he had been there for 38 years. Wow. Wow. Like, we haven't even lived 38 years nope. yet. Wow, that's a long time. Like, I can't imagine living, like, you know, even if, let's say this guy's 70, that's mm -hmm. the majority of his life. Yeah. Like, just laying there. Mm -hmm. It's so sad. And um, Jesus comes by with his disciples, and he asks him one simple question. Mm -hmm. He says, do you want to be well? And you think he would have stood up and been like, glory, hallelujah, yes, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me that. <laughs> but no, he goes into, well, I've been here, and, and no, I, somebody always gets to the water before mm -hmm. me. And, and, you know, like, no offense to the dude, but 
almost a victim mentality Mm -hmm. of like, let me just tell you my complaints. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why I'm this way. I'm not really looking to get well, or he would have answered the question. And Jesus just says, take up your mat and walk. And he does. Like, after 38 years, he takes up his mat and walk. But I just felt so heavy in my spirit. Like, Jesus is asking all of us, do you want to be well? Yeah. Like, do you want this life I died for for you? Mm -hmm. Do you want this resurrection new life that I am freely offering? Mm -hmm. Like, do you want it? Like, do you want to be well? Absolutely. Yeah. It's such a a choice. Um, One of the analogies I shared was... If, I'm sure you've seen the episode of Friends where they're carrying the couch up, up the stairs and Ross is at the top and he's like, pivot, pivot. <laughs> and, you know, that sometimes that can be us when we're, God's here asking us, you know, do you want to be well? And we're standing here, pivot. We're telling him to help us with our burdens. And when he's saying, let go, I will carry Man. the couch up the stairs. You don't even have to be here. I've got this by myself. But instead, instead of giving it fully to God, we want to just hold on to it and let him assist us. Oh, but when you, when you turn over all that insecurity, all the loneliness, all your fears, everything to God, he will carry the whole thing and you'll make it to the top and you wouldn't even have to give, give up anything, lift a finger. Um, but it, it really comes down to making that active choice. Do you want to be well um, and, and accept the gift that's been so freely given? Absolutely. Man, that is good. So don't pivot. Just give him the couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we wanted to end with giving you guys one of the uh, chapters that really encompasses our whole message, and that's Colossians 3. Mm-hmm. And it says that we have been chosen by God for this new life of love. And it gives the analogy of clothes, mm-hmm. which we love clothes. We're all about some clothes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, Colossians 3 is really just like a lifestyle verse Mm -hmm. that Paul is writing to the Colossians. And he's saying, hey, you've got a new life. Your old life is dead. It's gone. Like, we're not even talking about it. Mm -hmm. And with that, you've got some old clothes that we're going to throw in the fire. And now you're going to clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness, humility, quiet strength. I love that one. Mm -hmm discipline, being even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Mm -hmm. You're going to be wearing love because it's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. And it has so many more good things in that chapter that I would love for you guys to go read. We'll link it down here um, in several versions, whichever one you prefer. But um, I love how the old clothes, like, we don't even wear those anymore. So, like, in our minds, like, I heard Christine Kane talking the other day about a train station, how we have the choice to jump on a train or off a train with with a train of thought. Mm -hmm. Like, are you going to jump on the train of worry or loneliness? Like, no, we don't even wear those clothes anymore. We don't ride that train anymore. Mm -hmm. We are clothed in peace and humility and kindness. Like, that's what we wear now. We don't even fit Mm -hmm. in the old clothes anymore. That's right. That's right. Mm. And you know, it, you can, not only can you tell, everyone can tell when you have picked up your old grave clothes and try to put them back on. Girl. Like they don't fit you. They don't look right. They're out of style. Nothing seems right about it. You don't belong in those clothes anymore. Preach. Give them up and accept and put on the new clothes that God's given you. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. So good. That's some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, really? guys. 
Yeah. I think that's it for today. That is it for today. Yay! So, Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Absolutely. We are so glad y'all tuned in. We are doing these every single Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So make sure you subscribe. We'll email them right to you so you can wake up in the morning, be encouraged, hopefully. And um, also, if you have a topic that you'd like for us to discuss, we are by no means theologians mm -hmm. or psychiatrists, but we love diving into the Word of God and seeing what Jesus himself says and lived and all of those good things about topics that we all face. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess just join us back next time, yeah, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Y'all have a great week. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. Remember to subscribe to Weekly Encouragement at thechosengirl.com. Now go out and live that chosen life in him, friends. We'll meet back here next week.